Welcome back. We are in Hilgas Tefillin. Continue Simen Lamad Ches, and um, we are in the middle of Sif Ches. We've been speaking about the past few uh, times um, different situations where a person would be exempt from Tefillin or obligated in Tefillin. Um, who's obligated? Who's exempt? Uh, we saw the status of somebody who's unwell, whether it's intestinal and therefore may cause a problem with having a clean body or other forms of sickness. We've looked at um, the mourner on the first day of Avelis, on the first day of mourning, um, and we've looked at the, the chosen, the, the, the groom and his entourage um, around the chuppah, they're exempt. Um, and today, um, we started last time, we looked at the those who write to fill in the mezuzahs and um, the wholesalers and resellers of uh, retailers of uh, items like that, whether they are exempt from to fill in, um, and for that matter, other mitzvahs. <clears throat> and what we're going to dig into a bit today is the principle underlying underlying um, underlying this example is the concept of osek per mitzvah, potom in the mitzvah. Somebody who is occupied in the mitzvah is exempt from another mitzvah coming up. And this raises a problem because there are a number of mitzvahs that we perform whereby, in theory, we should be exempt from everything else that happens during the day. Um, if we are, in fact, wearing tefillin, are we then exempt from every other mitzvah, mitzvah coming our way because we were already engaged in one mitzvah? So, so should we be exempt from anything else uh, along the way? Um, we're gonna, the, the, the halacha will draw a distinction in order to clarify this between being osek in the mitzvah actually engaged in performing the mitzvah itself and being mekayim in the mitzvah, fulfilling the mitzvah. Um, and an example of tefillin, you are osek in the mitzvah when you start to put it on, um, but once it's on you, um, and for that matter, tzitzis, once the tzitzis are on you, we don't say you're then exempt from all other mitzvahs, it's just that you're fulfilling the mitzvah of tefillin or tzitzis uh, by wearing them. Um, so that's the critical distinction. But we'll we'll look into this, um, the principle of Osek B'mitzvah Potom in as we go through. So let's just repeat one more time then the <coughs> what the Shulchan Aruch says in Sif Ches. Kosei Tfilin Mezuzahs, those who write Tfilin and Mezuzahs, Haim V'sagrehem, they and uh, the, the, the sellers of, of Tfilin and Mezuzahs, V'sagrehem and the, uh, the retailers, um, of of all those who are occupied in heavenly work in in uh, in, in holy work paturim they are exempt from tefillin from putting on tefillin all the whole day zulas b'shas kriyshma utfila except for kriyshma and tefillah the time of, of saying kriyshma and the time of the Amida. Um, now we're up to the Ramah, which follows. If, so if though uh, there are those who need to do their work, and Mr. Brewer will articulate what need that might be, they need to, they need to do their work of writing to Valin, say, at the time of Krishma and time of the Amida. As Paturin Krishma Utfila, at those, if they if they need to be involved in those activities, then they are potter exempt from from saying kriyshma, from from davening the midah and putting on tefillin, because of the principle. And here it comes: to call the osa mitzvah, potter in the mitzvah. 
Anyone who is occupied in a mitzvah is exempt from an, an, another mitzvah. Mi mitzvah acheres, from a further mitzvah. Vim sorich litroyach acheres. And that's if he needs to uh, literally to bother himself, to, be, to exert himself after the second mitzvah. But if really he could fulfill both mitzvahs together without additional effort, he should do both of them. So, Osek in a mitzvah, Potom in a mitzvah, is only if there's extra effort in doing the second mitzvah. But if the second mitzvah does not add any extra effort, then he should do both of them. Okay, let's now see the Mishnah Baruch on this. Some uh, uh, some interesting points to to flesh out. So the Mishnah Baruch, we are up to. Um, well, let's see the let's see from the beginning of Sif Ches. So Sif Kod Nechav Dalad Vesagrehem. It's not just those who write the mezuzah, but those who also sell them are exempt. Afshem Maravichim Mezuzah. Even though they're not, it's not they're not doing pure holy work entirely because they profit from this, the sale of the mezuzahs and tefillin. The davka im ika kavanosum kadeil ham siyam limkog lemishet zorech lehem. It's specifically, though, if the the, uh, the the root intent is in order to provide tefillin and mezuzahs for others, to sell them so that others should have. Avalim ika kavanosum rak lehistakher. But if their ultimate and fundamental intention is merely to profit from their sale, then lo mikre osek mitzvah. They are not considered to be, in this regard, osek mitzvah. They're osek in making money. Okay, and that's the Mogen Avraham. Sifkot nechavhei v'sagrei sagrehem. It's not just those who uh, sell en masse, as it were, the, um, on, or perhaps on behalf of the sofa. It's even the retailers, retailers, secondary sellers. Uh, and that's what the Mishnah will explain. Hakonim mina konim. They are ones who purchase from purchasers. Limkor al-yad, to sell hand on hand, meaning they, they, they will then be the, uh, um, the retailers of the, uh, of the tefillin and mezuzahs. Now, the, the, the Ramor uses an interesting language here. He says, Im um, If they need, if these people need to do turning the page, uh, their work at the time of Krishma Tefillah, then they are potter from Krishma Tefillah and Tefillin. So picking up on this word, Tzrichim, they, if they need. So what, does the, what, what needs might there be? Kegoyen says the Mishnah Baruch, Shenizdamin lo kone, their chance upon him, a, a purchaser, Shenizdamin liknos stam, that he wants to buy a Sefer Torah, Tefillin or Mezuzah, He's a busy man and he's got to leave now. He's got to leave um, by sea or by, you know, um, the train. He's got to be the next person out of town. So he's putting the, uh, the sofa or the seller under pressure. He needs it now. So under those circumstances, if the buyer is impossible for him to wait, um, that he can't wait for the sofa or the seller um, to fulfill the one mitzvah that's come to him. Could go in Hanochas tefillin, for example, um, the 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 sofa wants to put a tefillin on 
but the, the, the buyer can't we wait for that. Or Krishma, or the, the um, he's wearing his tefillin, he wants to say Krishma. Who are dinner? Shakul mitzvahs. And this goes for any of the mitzvahs. Alkain mutter lichtov limko lezer, avopisha alidezer, yavorzana mitzvah. Um, therefore, it's permitted for the sofa to um, to write or for the seller to sell uh, for this person, even though what might happen is the time for for the mitzvah of Krishna and Tefillah might um, it might drag on the, the process, and he might uh, not have actually davened in this correct time. Also, Krishna. See the Berlocha for a discussion on this. Um, okay. So we do say though that under those, if there is a need, then those uh, the those the sofa and the, the sellers are potter from Krishma and Tfila and Tfilin. It says the Mishnah Bura and Chav Zayin as paturim they are exempt. Umayre shekavahischil lechtov koydim shegezman Krishma. What we're dealing with here is they've started to write before the time of Krishma has arrived. So it's not that they had an obligation to say Krishna and then they kind of stopped that and started selling. Uh, they'd already started writing or selling before the uh, onset of the, the, time, the correct time for Krishna. Avo man, but if the time has arrived, then it's prohibited to start writing. If the time for saying Krishna is already there, then he shouldn't really start writing. Commercial cause of Pesimonai in base, perceived base, as we see later. Kain cause of Mogen Avram, this is what the Mogen Avraham writes. Achin lefi mashiat But that which we um, we mentioned and, uh, and and described earlier in the name of the Levush, um, in the case where the, the purchaser needs to depart by sea or um, on the next next uh, train out of here, and, and he really can't wait. And he just can't wait for, this, for the, the, the sofa to say Krishma and to the Tfilah. It's 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 um everyone would agree that in those circumstances, um even if and this is the Khiddish, even if the time for Krishna has arrived, so ordinarily the you shouldn't do it. But under certain circumstances where where the person really cannot wait and there's no other option, then it's even permitted to for the sofa to to, to write, to, to do his work, in whom Mashaya Shayashaya Loi um Zman Likros. If though, if you can see that he should be able to finish in time to say Krishma. And if he's able to say what, the first paragraph, or he's a paragraph of Krishma beforehand, then he should do so. Um, now, so, so the, just to summarize the position here, that ideally the sofa should not start writing a, a, a Tfilin or Mezuzah, if the time for Krishna has started, um, if he's already started writing before Krishna, the time for Krishna arrived, then he can continue. Um, but uh, the Mishnah brings a lenient opinion, and there are other Akhran that say this, that under in certain circumstances, pressed, pressed needs, uh, he can even start writing after this man of Krishna started, Bidi Evet, um, if there's no other option. And if he, if he can, he should try to say the first paragraph of the Shema um, sooner rather than later. Now, um, the 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 Bir Halacha says on this, 
if um, and he says, even if the sofa started, as it were, he started to write after this man of Krishna, the time of Krishna had arrived. He doesn't need to go as far as stopping. So he really shouldn't, in, in that circumstance, he shouldn't have started writing. But if he started, he doesn't need to stop. That um, we still call this being Osek and the Mitzvah. He's Osek and the Mitzvah writing a Sefer Torah, or rather, rather writing a, a Tefillin or Mezuzah, um, and he's exempt from other Mitzvahs. All right. Let's move then to um, the, see the Shulchan, the, the Mishnah Brewer, Sif Kodden Chafches. The Mishnah Brewer says, quoting the, the Ramor, and this principle that anyone who's, who's occupied in the mitzvah is, is, is exempt from a, a second mitzvah that, came, that comes to them after that. Now, and here's where the distinction is drawn between what's Osek of the mitzvah and where you're actually physically in, engaged in the mitzvah and, um, and in the performance of it, and then where you are just c- continuing the fulfillment of the mitzvah. Let's see what the Mishnah Baruch says. The Davka Osek Mitzvah, and it's specifically being occupied and bothered in, in, within the mitzvah, at the time where he's actively putting on his tefillin, or Osek B'Tikuni Ha'avedor, or he's actually, say, taking care of the, the needs of a lost item. Somebody lost something, he's physically looking after that. It's also, that's also part of the mitzvah of returning the lost item, taking care of it. An example here, Kagon Lashokhto, Lutsorko, that sometimes the mitzvah of returning a lost item, if you do nothing, the original owner will lose out. So in this case, there was an animal, and in order to return the most value back to the original owner, he unfortunately has to shecht the animal uh, for the, the needs of the animal, um, and then made to return the, the monetary value to the, to the owner afterwards. Or the hashivo, the balo, or not, a, not just taking care of the item, but actively engaged in returning the item to its owner. The call kihai governor and all such cases. Avol b'shor shehu mitzvah, but a time where he is fulfilling a mitzvah, but not actively starting or attempting to perform the mitzvah. Kagon shehu kaval lovush for example, where he's already wearing the tefillin. So now um, it's a mitzvah to put it on, but once it's on, he's continually fulfilling the mitzvah. But that's a kiyum of the mitzvah; that's a continuation, and a, um, but not osek. Or shema avedo, or somebody who's got a, he's got a lost property in his house. Shehi munachas betevoso. It's uh, kept safely in a box somewhere in his house. Kokiai gavna and all such cases. Afal pishu mitzvah, even though he is fulfilling the mitzvah. At that time, he's not really actively involved in, in, in trying to fulfill the mitzvah. He's not actively involved in taking care of the mitzvah. Under those circumstances, he is not exempt from other mitzvahs. In such a circumstance. And you should look at the Ibir Halacha that, um, where he gives it much more lengthy treatment. Um, and, and and dipping in there quickly, the um, the Mishnah Bro says in the, in in, uh, in the Bir Halacha to call Osek the anyone who's Osek, 
Ayim Basuka. And the source, as, as I'm sure many of you will know, the source of these dinim of Ozer B'mitzvah and, the, and the, 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 the sugya, the description of the, of the, the circumstances of Ozer B'mitzvah, um, are in the Gemara in Sukkah Chavav. The Shluchei Mitzvah, those who are um, agents being sent on a mitzvah to do a mitzvah uh, activity, could go in Sheholech Lehakabil Pnei Rabbo. For example, they're going to visit their Rebbe, uh, their Rav, on, um, during Yontif. Um, or to redeem captives who gam came bichlal osbe mitzvah. So here they um, they're on their way to, to to do a mitzvah. They want to greet their rebbe, or they want to go and redeem somebody. So at that particular moment, they're not doing the mitzvah, but they're on their way to do the mitzvah. Those those categories are also considered to be osek be mitzvah, and that's from the Gemara in Sukkah. If cotton chaf tes. Im Sorech Vuchule. So um, this is going on. There are more that uh, where you have two mitzvahs, and the second one requires you to do to, to extra bother. That's when you are potter and you're exempt from the second mitzvah. Um, but if you are able to do both of them with no extra effort, then you should do both of them. So if he does need to, though, half test if he if he does need to exert himself more, wrote to Loma means to say Im. Or rather, even and even if um, through the extra effort that won't cause a uh, um, some kind of um, negation or or or, or um, uh, nullification of the the first mitzvah, and even if the second mitzvah is even greater in its status, since. He's already begun to engage in the first one. Uh, he's he's Potter from the second one, and you know we've 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 mentioned a number of times in uh, over these uh, these shirim the importance of awareness of mitzvahs, the importance of presence of mind, and and this underlines that the, the halacha underlines that principle again here, that. Um, it's important. You're engaged in one thing. Don't don't um, unless the second thing causes no extra bother. Don't try to multitask. Just do, especially when it comes to mitzvahs. Do the mitzvah properly. Do it with, with thought, with care, um, and you're exempt from the second one. Right. So that's if uh, We now move to a different category of person that's exempt from um, from mitzvah tefillin and from potentially other mitzvahs too. The Shulchan Aruch says in Sif Tes, Mitztayr, somebody who is in great pain, uh, or somebody who is not in necessarily physical pain, but mentally their, their mind is not settled, and in its correct and content state, Potter, they are uh, they are Potter exempt from the Mitzvah Tefillin, because it's 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 also it's prohibited to remove your mind from the mitzvah tefillin, and since your mind is not can't be on tefillin, it's on other things, or you're in great pain. Therefore, you don't you don't have to perform the mitzvah tefillin at this time. The Mishnah Bru explains in Sifkot and Lamad, mitzday they're in pain. A atzino, and that pain can be even if it's just a bit cold or too cold for them. If I am besomach and see what follows. Shein daito in Lamad Aleph shein daito. Uh, their, their their mind is not settled. We're dealing here, obviously, where not just he's a bit flaky and his mind is a bit wandering, but he's absolutely unable to 
um, to, to, to control his thoughts, not able to, re- to return to a state of equilibrium. But if he is able to settle himself, then he's able, then he should, he's obligated rather, to, 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 to settle himself and to put on his tefillin. So uh, there are things which disturb one's concentration and there are things which really can disturb one's concentration. Um, one has to know oneself. Um, but it's, uh, it's interesting to note that the, uh, the, the, the halakha takes into consideration the realities of our human situation. Sif Yud, a Torah but Torah. Somebody who learns Torah. Um, and we're, we're, I think we're talking here about um, somebody who learns Torah in great depth and without any distraction. Potter mehanochas tefillin kol hayom. They are that kind of person is exempt from putting on tefillin all day. <coughs> Excuse me. But even for them, uh, except that even them, they must put it on put on tefillin at the time of kriyashma and the amida. Says the Mishnah Bura, the Lamad base, but Torah. They they they're learning Torah. Perhaps is specifically. Um, the written Torah, but not somebody who's just learning Gemara. The Torah, because there's a special significance with Torah with, with Torah, that it's also considered an ois, a sign, a sign of our relationship with Hashem. That obviously the Torah encapsulate, encapsulates in it our relationship with Hashem and going out of Egypt, which is the almost the highest expression of our relationship with Hashem, where he took us out as a nation. So to, the tefillin is, an, is a sign of our relationship, and so is Torah. So maybe if we're learning Torah, we don't need the... And that's an oath, that's a sign. We don't need the sign of tefillin. In any event, um, such a person is potter from tefillin, wrote Saloma, means to say, that kind of person does not need to, to stop learning in order to put on tefillin. But um, before they are engaged in learning, they must put on tefillin. And also in the middle of one's learning, if he wants to interrupt, he is not considered to be a, a wicked person for stopping and putting on tefillin. He's permitted to do so. Um, and then, and, and we often say, since a person is potter, um, does that mean that they need to be stringent on us, stringent upon themselves, and to take upon themselves the obligation? So here, even though he is exempt, um, um, he's exempt from having to stop his learning. Since he does want to interrupt, from his learning, at the point where he decides he wants to stop. Then at that point, the obligation of tefillin descends upon him, miyad, uh, immediately, when he uh, interrupts, uh, the point where he interrupts the learning and he needs to put on tefillin. So then we say this kind of person whose total focus is Torah, um, they are exempt from, from saying, of putting on tefillin, except for the time of Krishma and tefillah, or the Midah. Um, they're exempt from Lamadalad, from Mehanochas tefillin, from putting on tefillin. So the Mishnah Brewer is asking a question here. Hold on a minute. You know, he may be engaged in the most elevated mitzvah possible, learning Torah. It's a wonderful thing. But even learning of Torah, a person is obligated to stop learning in order to fill um, other mitzvahs that he's obligated to fulfill. As we find in Yoradea, Simon Reish Mem. 
So what's the answer? Why, why should it be exempt in this, in this case? <coughs> why is he exempt from Benon Tefillin? Shiny Mitzvah Tefillin, Mitzvah Tefillin is different. So with other Mitzvahs, uh, and as the Ramah puts it, it's mitzvahs she'ef sha'alasos aladeyacherim that are where it's impossible for somebody else to perform the mitzvah, but he himself must do it. Um, here is different. Okay, so tefillin she'ikah to'alto hu la'torah. The the essential benefit um, is is for the Torah itself. Kedushim, as the pasuk says, ulezichron bein einecho. It should be a sign between your eyes. Lamantia Torah Hashem peficho. In order that the Torah of Hashem should be on your lips or in your mouth. Since these, the, the, the Torah of Hashem is already on his lips and in his mouth, since he's already using Torah, Mikoda from before Ein Sorech Levatel Torah Bishvilzer. He doesn't need to um, stop and to uh, stop his learning because of this. Zudas Bashas Krishma Utfila, outside the times of Krishma and Tfila, Kadela Kabalov Ul Machoshmaim, in order that he should those those times he needs to um accept upon himself the yoke uh, of the kingdom of heaven. Gam Sha'azadain Aina Osibatora uh, that also then he's not O second Torah at those particular points, and so uh, since he's not going to be O second Torah at those times, where he's saying Shema, for example, at that point then he's also chayev to have his tefillin on him. The Hagra Posak, the Vilnagoin Paskins, Beiru in his in his commentary, the Davka Misha Torosu Nosu. Where this whole thing here is specifically talking about somebody who's. Torah is their way of life. That's all they do. They are totally focused uh, on, on Torah. Kagon Rashbi, Rashibin by Yochai, Vacharveirov, and his friends, uh, his Chevra, Aval Kagon Onu, but us. And for the Gvilna Goen to place himself in that category, perhaps, that's a remarkable thing, because uh, if anyone in, uh, in the last number of generations was Torah it was him, only sleeping four hours a day uh, with 30, uh, periods of 30 minutes only. Um, nevertheless, Srikhan Hafsik Aflat Filin, that we are us who are not fully and absolutely engaged in Torah or constantly, then we must uh, interrupt what we're doing, even if we're learning Torah and um, for put on Tfilin. Shokhanorch Simon Sif, rather Yud Aleph, Lo Yachlot Tfilin Bifnei Rabbo. And now a new, a new halacha here. Um, the honor one must give to one's Rebbe or to one's Rav. So, uh, one shouldn't remove a tefillin um, in directly uh, in front of one's rov. But you turn a bit away to, to the side, also um, because of the uh, the awe and trepidation that one should have for one's rov. And you can remove the tefillin, just not directly in their face, as it were. Says the Mishnah Bura, Simon Asif Cotton Lamad Hay, Bifne Rabbo, in front of the Rebbe, in front of their Rav. Hainu Rabbo Mufak. This doesn't just mean any rabbi, it means the their, their, um, the most the, the person that they've looked, um, um, as, as the Mishnah Bura explains. What does Rav Mufak, the, one, the, the outstanding Rav, the Rav Chochmoso Hemenu, that the majority of one's learning came from him, the, the, the one's prime teacher, as it were. That's what, that's the person one cannot remove one's twin in front of directly. Um, other rabbis, one could remove one's twin if one hasn't learned the majority of one's learning from them. It doesn't mean to say you shouldn't give them honor, but there's a special status for the, the Rav where one's, the majority of one's learning has come from.
And why is it? Because his, his, the, the fear, as it were, trepidation of, of and respect to owe to the Rov. That means to say, it's really not, um, as I say in the, in, in the vernacular, it's passionist. It's not, um, it's, it's not becoming to kind of, uh, you know, um, uh, reveal one's head, in, you know, uh, um, uh, uncovered almost in, in, in the face of one's rov in, in a very open kind of way. And therefore, it, it doesn't really matter that you're doing it before your rov. Even if you're, the rov has removed his tefillin first, it would still be also to do it directly in his face, as it were. You must turn to the side a bit more discreetly. If he sort of leans and moves himself slightly to the other side, and he doesn't kind of brazenly, you know, take off his talis, take off his his tefillin, you know, his head directly in front of his rov, that one can be lenient in these in these matters. Um, the Mishnah Brewer, sorry, the Dirsha has a note here that uh, we're reminding us that we're learning here about removing one's tefillin in front of the, the Rov, but, uh, uh, who's a living Sefer Torah, but the physical Sefer Torah, there's also a potential problem of removing tefillin um, right in front of the Sefer Torah as well. To cause of layer, we said in earlier Sif, Sif Chof Hei, and Simon Chafei, rather, Sif Kot Nun Ches, She Mistalik Lestodim, but if you kind of again turn to the sides, or She Rosha Makusa Betalis, Godel, or your head is, you're removing your, ta- your, tefillin, your head tefillin, but it's your head is covered still with the talis, mutter, then, then you're not being brazen and removing your tefillin in, within the, directly in front of the Sefer Torah either, that's okay, that's mutter. Linyan tefillin shall yad, and by the, the, the arm tefillin though, those, it's, it's less of a problem. The tefillin shorosh are of a greater sanctity, and the arm tefillin is less of a problem. Because um, there's less, there's less revealed uh, when you remove them. Generally, they're more covered, um, so um, <clears throat> less of a problem with uh, with, the, with the arm tefillin. Um, and and this opinion that uh, where you're you're discreet in removing them, then there's not a problem. Ken Kosa Primagodin, the Primagodin also writes this. But Ein Shom Oid Mash Minor, and furthermore, it's it's inferred Im Cholsom Somuch Lachashecho. If you happen to be wearing them, maybe it's the afternoon of uh, Tisha B'av, and it's approaching night time. Yesh Lahachmeh Pro Gavna. One should be careful, more stringent in all cases. That you be careful, especially careful in that case, not to remove them specifically before your rov. It almost appears like you're teaching the rov halacha. Because now it's almost nacht, uh, it's almost night time. Uh, there you are, take off your tefillin, it's like you're teaching him, right, right everybody, time to take off, take off your tefillin. Um, um, and what we write there at greater length about this. So, extra care, I suppose, on a, a Tushbab afternoon, uh, where it's approaching night time, um, to, uh, in front of one's rov, to, to not, as it were, um, appear to be teaching the rov halacha. Um, we have, we'll stop here. We're now up to Sif Yud, uh, Sif Yud Base.
Um, and I wish you all a very good rest of your day. Thank you for joining.